Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your, your host, Alex Gruskin. Somehow, if you're not aware, we were t- treated to just an incredible round of 16 weekend at the NCAA tournament. Uh, both the men's and women's matches, so much fun tennis. It's especially fun for us viewers because the live streams are really working now. PlaySite seems to know what they're doing. So we were, you know, privileged to see so many great results. As our theme at the end of the week, we've been trying to get on as many players from these remaining teams still in the tournament as possible. And I am so thrilled to introduce today's guest. He is a Wake Forest sophomore known best for clinching last year's national title. He's their number three singles this year. Bar Botzer, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, thrilled to have you. Always it, for me personally, it's nice to talk to not Petros from Wake Forest. I know <laughs> what he has to say, so it's nice to hear from someone else. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, well then, let's start with obviously uh, last weekend. You guys play Oklahoma, get off to a you know a funky start. They take the doubles point from you guys, but then you know you guys keep fighting back. Obviously, put together uh, four straight wins and singles. How are you guys feeling after that weekend? Uh, we feel good. I think um, we just got another example of um, how how confident and how good we are in singles. So even even if we lose the doubles point, we we don't get too nervous or we don't get too excited um, because we're very confident in, in our guys uh, when it comes to singles. And uh, yeah, I mean, different than last year, we I think from ACC, ACC, and NCAs, we won all the doubles points, uh, which really helped us um, uh, to get all the wins. But uh, we also showed this year that we can do it with losing doubles points, like we did in ACC finals. Um, so yeah, we, we feel we feel good, we feel ready, and we uh, we can't wait to start. Was it fun for you to get to host that round of sixteen? The format obviously a little bit different than last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, the more the more matches uh, we play at home, the better. Uh, we had an amazing crowd, we had a lot of people. It was also after school ended, so we had a lot of a lot of people coming to watch, and uh, we were also kind of like more relaxed because we didn't have to focus on finals and all that like the week before. And uh, yeah, I mean, now we're going to see it's going to be different for me. Last year, we, we hosted the whole thing. Um, so I'm excited to play first time in a neutral side uh, for the national championship. Obviously, you mentioned that neutral site. You guys headed down to the USTA National Campus in Orlando, the massive 100-court facility. Uh, you have played there before, uh, but there's a ton of, obviously, it's, it being the first time, it's going to be a cool environment. Uh, have, have you guys already started uh, heading down to Orlando, right? And how has that neutral site kind of changed your preparation? Um, so uh, we got we obviously got the chance to play earlier in the year, um, we played the uh, UCF, and uh, our coaches did a good job um, just taking us there over spring break and uh, uh, kind of like to feel the, the courts, to feel the weather, which is uh, very important coming into a tournament like that. And we also uh, took advantage of our early, uh, I think we played on Friday, so we could already get down here on Sunday and, and get a couple of um, training days already in Orlando and tomorrow heading to the main site and... Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, getting used to the courts and getting used to the the weather is going to be the big thing. Um, but I I feel ready. We all feel ready, and uh, we're really excited. 
it's interesting for you guys because your top of the lineup, despite you just being a sophomore, you, Petros, Borna, all part of that national championship team last year, all getting a ton of incredible experience under your belt. Even uh, you know before we talk about this season and what that's been like, how helpful is it to have that sort of experience of being the defending national champions to kind of fall back on as you prepare for this weekend? I mean, for sure, it's 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 a great confidence boost, and um, we already know we're we're able to achieve something like that. So we already know um, what it takes. We already know how good it feels and how badly we want it. We want to achieve it again. So uh, yeah, for sure, for sure, it helps. It helps us uh, already. The people do, that already done it, and also kind of like pass it over to to the freshmen coming in that uh, trying to like share with them our our feelings and how was it like and how everything feels and how, how they should uh, prepare themselves and manage themselves and uh, so they can also experience what we have uh, last year. And I do want to preview your match with Virginia because to match up with a conference rival at this stage, obviously a fascinating matchup. Um, but I, I want to talk a little bit about you, Barb, because you have a fascinating background. Uh, you are from Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv Israel, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you get involved with the game of tennis? Um, so... When I was uh, five or six years old, I was kind of, um, I was kind of like, I was doing more. I was doing a little bit of judo, and I was kind of like playing in the country club uh, with some some family members. And then uh, we had like kind of like a bet. Uh, we play me and another person. We kind of we kind of played um, whatever like a like a little game, and whoever lost had to go and learn tennis. And uh, we had uh, we had I think my mom's cousin. He was uh, he was a tennis coach. I kind of started to do both, and I don't know. One thing led to another. I really liked it, and I really enjoyed the competing in an individual sport. And yeah, I just one thing led to another, and we're here now. And yeah, and you had quite a successful junior career, reaching as high as number twenty-eight in the ITF junior rankings. You know, you got to travel, play Wimbledon, uh, junior Wimbledon, junior French Open qualifying. At, w- what was the point for you where you considered? Uh, because I know before Wake Forest, you did play at the futures level. Uh, when did pro tennis really become an option for you? Um, it kind of, it kind of became an option. Obviously. Um just coming from a small country, um, just a player like I was kind of like always talked about being on Davis Cup or always being one of the of the top national uh, guys in the nation. So it always gave motivation to kind of like try to be the best in Israel at least. And then um, I knew I was going to go to the military for three years, so I didn't really think about college at the time, or I didn't really think it's possible. And I just knew that also in order to like kind of get like a lighter. Um, service in the military I had to keep playing and keep performing well so I can get my kind of like athletic status from from the military and uh, yeah I mean I was really into it I really loved it and um, yeah I just I just wanted to see what I had to offer you talk about your military service uh, being from Israel you are you have your three-year mandatory service what is it like balancing tennis with that sort of commitment and how did you find the time because if you don't mind me saying you are a tremendous player uh, thank you um, I mean <laughs> I it's obviously it's not easy um, every person could get a little bit or more or less uh, lucky in terms of like service that they have to they have to do as um as an athlete so uh, i kind of struggled my first year and a half i didn't I, I had to spend like 
at least five or six hours every day at the base and uh, it kind of hurt the routine of, of having two training sessions a day and uh, it was tough to travel and they would the, the army would kind of like make everything difficult if you wanted to travel or if you wanted to travel in specific countries um, so for sure it kind of I feel like it kind of held my career back especially like looking at some of the guys I used to compete in juniors with and how well they're doing in the pro pro circuit and I had to like go to the military base or I had to do uh, kind of like irrelevant stuff um, it was very frustrating but I mean it's something that you have to do as, as an Israeli citizen and um, um, I if I had to do it all over again I would do exactly the same thing you mentioned some of those wins, though. So, uh, and for the record, your your service obviously quite admirable. Um, just so incredible that you're able to balance the two things and play at the level you are. But you mentioned some of your contemporaries. I see in that junior French Open qualifying, you beat Christian Guerin. One that is a beautiful win. Seven six yeah. six seven seven six. Not bad at all. Yeah. And yeah, it was I mean, but being, I guess, at the age you are making that commitment to go to college after your military service, how did that thought process come about? You know, I, I read somewhere that you knew the Wake Forest assistant coach at the time. Was that really how you first found out about college tennis? Um, it was more about, um, I thought that once you go to the military, you can really like, um, you can really play college after and. Um, in Israel, it was kind of like in the culture that if you go to if you go to college, it's kind of like you quit tennis. Or um, I don't, I'm not sure they're really aware of like the level that you got here and uh, of players and also the training level and uh, the programs are incredible and you could get much better here than you can get in many academies around the world. And uh, but for me, I was at the point where I kind of didn't I didn't have money to travel or to train properly and I didn't really want to keep going and. Uh, was kind of looking into some other options. And uh, I saw a buddy of mine, uh, uh, Zuckerman, who plays for USC, he was kind of looking into colleges. And I, I kind of like saw, oh, that's, that's maybe an option. Like maybe I could be eligible. And um, then a friend of my, of my uh, grandfather kind of like pushed me to go and visit uh, schools and kind of start this whole process. And yeah, I, know, I knew Chris, um, my first ever pro tournament when I was, I think, 14 or 15, I... I actually played him uh, in a challenger in Israel, so it was kind of like it was kind of funny, like a nice coincidence. And yeah, and then I started uh, the whole process. And Coach Breski really helped me a lot with the NCAA's and really worked hard to get me eligible. And yeah, I mean, I owe them so much for that, and that I'm able to play tennis and also get such great education. And uh, uh, yeah. I'm extremely lucky. For your thought process in terms of choosing schools, because you look at your resume, you know, you had cracked the top 500 of the ATP. For you to get college eligible, you mentioned Tony helped you uh, through that process. Was that a big part of why you ended up choosing Wake Forest? Were there other schools you were considering? Uh, yeah, there were a couple other schools that I was considering. Um, but for sure, Tony, uh, Tony and Chris were the ones that, uh, showed most interest, uh, tried hardest, um, were really um, with me every step of the way, and were really trying, and they really risked. Um, and when at times that I wasn't sure if I was going to be eligible, Tony was like, you know what, like I'll save your spot, whatever happens. Like they really showed interest, and they really basically gave everything they had, and they just kind of like gave me a small preview of what, what kind of people they really are. 
and that's also why the program that they built is, has been so successful in recent years. And now flash forward to your opening semester, you're on campus. What is that transition like for you? Because, and I say this with all due respect, you know, you're 24 at the time you start your freshman year. Uh, it, what's that transition like for you to go from, you know, being in the military, balancing that with life on the pro tour to now back in college? Yeah, I mean, for sure it wasn't, I think I was, yeah, I was 23. I'm, I'm not sure. And, and yeah, like, I mean, it, it was different. It was First of all, going to school, something that I haven't done since since high school. So at least like a couple, yeah, like six years maybe. Sure. Um, so just like being, just going to class and listen to your professor and do homework and all this kind of discipline, something that I haven't done in a while. And also in a different language and in a different country um, with getting to know new people and kind of like, uh, yeah, for sure it was really different, but... Uh, and very challenging, but I felt like it was a good type of challenging and always gave me something to like try and get better at and kind of like um i don't know i'm I'm still until this day I always try to be better at whatever I do if on court and also uh uh in school and yeah i love I love the constant challenge and like the constant like you know small accomplishments that I have every once in a while and uh, yeah it's for sure it's really satisfying. In terms of the tennis, you join a team that was number one in the country the year before. They bring back, you know, seniors in Skander and Christian, and then obviously Borna, Petros, uh, you in that lineup. Just so much talent. What's it like when you hop onto a team like that where the expectations were so high right away? Um, I didn't know a whole lot <laughs> about uh, college tennis before. I knew some of the guys um, that were on my team. Uh, not really good personally, but. I mean, I played Petros in juniors, and uh, I knew Skander, and I knew, and I saw Borna in the future, like a couple of months before. Um, so I knew, I knew we had a great, and obviously they were number one in the country. Um, couldn't really um, win the big, the big title, and obviously I heard all the experience they had um, from that time, and obviously it was really helpful having, you know, like two great seniors and two other great players to kind of like learn from about. What exactly do I have to put in? What do I have to focus on? Um, how to approach college tennis, which is a completely different experience and almost like a different sport than than future like tennis in futures or like regular tennis. Um, so yeah, they've been great help for me, and this is something I try to do now with with guys that are coming in to the team now and for sure next year, where I'm gonna have. Uh, a bigger role on the team I'm going to have to do it more and more so you mentioned that match with Petros a 6-3-3-6-6-1 win for you first round in Cyprus tell me you hold that over his head tell me you hold that over his head I mean of course all the time uh, <laughs> if we yeah because Petros uh, we both know he's a he's a proud man so uh, sometimes it's good to have the uh, something over his head like to say. Oh, absolutely well then you know you mentioned that level I, I have to ask you about last season and just that run what was it like not only to be the match clinching uh, victor in terms of the national title but to get to do that at home in front of your home fans what does an experience like that for, do for you uh, for sure the best um, one of the best moments of my life and for sure the best tennis moment of my life um, I think it was it was bigger for me than than playing Davis Cup even. I think 
that um, Davis Cup, you're kind of like two weekends a year with your teammates and you're also kind of like rivals. Um, and, you know, whenever you're not playing Davis Cup, you kind of like want to do better than the other. But um, once you, I started playing uh, college tennis and it's a team sport and you really, really, truly want your your um, teammates to do well and to get better and um, to win. Um, and you're also with them 24-7 uh, preparing for it and kind of like building up towards, like for a year you're building up towards this moment. And once it happens, it's for sure something I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And, and like I said, like one of the best moments of my life. Uh, it was a pleasure to get to see you guys play. I was able to go down to Winston-Salem last year. I, you know, when, going to a neutral site is interesting, but there was something, I guess it was a unique circumstance because you guys were the heavy favorites. But it was so cool to see you know a team do it in front of their home crowd, and I am going to miss that aspect of it. But I do want to flash forward to this season because you guys have obviously had a tremendous year you know, going into the year, Borna, Petros, you, uh, you guys are all playing professional events, but it was clear you guys were all coming back. Um, but you guys lost a ton of seniors from last year's lineup. What was it like for you, even as a sophomore, given you were one of the returners from a national championship team, to kind of embrace that leadership role to step up in your second year? Um, it's Obviously, it's a good thing to have, like, the more great players you have and the more experienced players you have. It's better for the team, but for me, on, on a personal note, it it was it was something that I embraced. Like I really I I like the challenge. I like the fact that I have more responsibility, more pressure, um, that I have to lead more other people. Last year, I didn't really care about anything. I just I didn't care where I was playing on the lineup. I didn't care. Um, I didn't care about anything. I just wanted I just wanted to get my point. Uh, for, for the team and to win and I wanted to win the whole thing and uh, um, I was excited coming into this year knowing that I'm going to play one spot higher in the lineup uh, also sometimes I would play two because Borna um, was missing a lot of our of our uh, regular season uh, matches so I knew um, me and Petrus are going to have more responsibility and uh, yeah and yeah I, I really like it I embrace it I think I think we also this year we're having a tremendous year we're we're one of the favorites to win um, the title again this year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, of course, the more good players you have, the better. But uh, it's also fun to have more responsibility and more pressure. I have to ask, you've now played a full season with Petro, 16-5 and five on the year. You know, last weekend you guys play one doubles. You guys have shifted between one and two throughout the year. Has that been fun? Uh, yeah, I played with Petros last year as well, obviously, um, incredible player, um, a lot of fun to play with. Uh, we kind of think very similarly uh, on the court, and um, we both like to make. Um, we don't really like the generic tennis. We like to make things fun. We like to make <laughs> things interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, the best player in, in college, uh, probably. So uh, for me, it's it's fun every single time uh, to go and play with him. I like to joke around, uh, but, uh, well, uh, you know, given how long you guys have played together, I'm sure you know each other incredible well, uh, incredibly well. This is your chance to take a shot at him. No ad point. You guys are returning. Who's taking the return? Uh, Petros usually will take the return. <laughs> uh, we like, we like the we like the um, situation. We're trying to get to a situation where he's, he's at the back and I'm at the net. This is um, 
how we play our best tennis and uh, this is how each person kind of like brings uh, the best of what he does to the court. Do you think college doubles helps you prepare? I, I mean, I don't know if you want to go back onto the pro tour, but if, you know, given your pro experience, do you think college doubles helps you prepare as much as the singles for a life on the pro tour? I think it does. Um, uh, college is a really is a really fast game, uh, especially in dubs. It's one set, no ad. Um, there's a lot of pressure at all times. Uh, you play, I mean, simultaneously all three, all three pairs and, um, everyone knows how uh, important and crucial a doubles point could be. And uh, also a great thing in, in college tennis is you practice dubs. You actually get the chance to practice doubles. Uh, usually when you're kind of like on tour, before I was before I, I wasn't playing. Most of the times I wouldn't even play um, the doubles tournaments in a draw. I would be like, oh, it's, I don't want to get tired or I don't want to like get my head uh, like focused on like stupid stuff. I thought like doubles was kind of stupid and irrelevant. So um for sure i think differently now and it helps it helps you obviously prefer for doubles in the pro tour but i think it also helps you prefer for singles uh you get a lot of you can prove a lot of stuff um in a doubles match uh that can help you for the singles as well and for your team you're 32 and 3 on the year but 24 and 11 in doubles now it's fair you you lose players like a seraphim like a like a scander and there's going to just be a drop off because of how talented they were but for you guys you know i think that record shows and you mentioned this earlier you're not too worked up about the doubles point moving forward though this weekend and you've played around with the lineup throughout the year how important will that doubles point be for your team um I mean, I think obviously it's important, but I mean, it is and it isn't because we've obviously showed um, we can, I think we got the best singles lineup in the country. And um, obviously, I mean, like happened in national and indoors, like the doubles point was kind of like what um, eventually looking back was the one that kind of decided um, the result of the dual match. But, um, and it's obviously very important when you play, we're going to play the best teams in the country right now. So every point is crucial and every match is tied in singles and in doubles. Um, but yeah, we don't get too worked up. We're very, we're very confident in our singles lineup and uh, win or lose, win or lose dubs. We just, we go out there. Sometimes it's even better for our singles guys. We, we kind of get out there and we're, uh, the other team is kind of like uh, really pumped and really excited and, we're very focused and very like um, very focused on what we got to do, and uh, we usually execute pretty well. And for your team, you look at that singles lineup. Uh, I mean, just the top of the line: Borna eleven and three on the year, Petros twenty-two and two, you twenty-three and two. I mean. I, I, again, we, we've kind of talked a bit uh, before, but y- you guys are ready to do the heavy lifting in singles. I, I think, th- does it help that, you know, you, Borna Petros, again, you've been through so many battles together? Yeah, for sure. Um, being through so many battles together, um, playing next to each other. I played last year next to Petros, this year next to uh, Borna. Um, for sure, um, we... We kind of feel each other while we're playing a dual match. We kind of look at each other. We we absorb we absorb energy and inspiration from each other, and um, and it works uh, for sure. It works when I see when I saw Petros fighting against uh, Nakashima in the ACC final, uh, being down set and five one, coming back uh, to be six five up. Um, that thing gave me inspiration. That thing um, that thing helps me. I know I got. Um, 
uh, one of my teammates fighting um, not for just for himself, but fighting for the whole team, fighting for me as well. Um, so for sure that uh, going on to this every dual match is like a journey. So going going to each one of those journeys, um, it's really it feels really good to know you have um, people that uh, do it next to you and do it with you. And we try to we try to bring it over also to the bottom uh, part of the lineup and uh, um, usually and they did a good job and they they've been improving uh, this year a lot and I believe they're going to show it uh, this weekend. It's a happy coincidence. You, Borna, Petros have won the last ten matches you guys have completed. That's just obviously a funny stat. You're clearly all racing to the finish line. Um, you mentioned this Virginia team you guys match up with this weekend. This is going to be the fourth time you've played them on the year. They beat you earlier in the season in a match where you guys won the doubles point, and then you know the next time you've split the doubles point, but you guys have beaten them both times in that. ACC final match in particular that was a, a real back and forth one obviously Brandon up 5-1 in the second on Petros he comes back you play Henrik you get that 7-5-7-6 win to clinch the match um, I guess is there any extra juice for you guys knowing that you're playing a conference foe in Virginia in this round um, for sure I mean um, obviously the uh, rivalries uh, in between conferences are um, every match is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more special. Um, I think between us and Virginia, um, both programs have uh, massive respect uh, towards one towards the other, and um, I like our matches because our matches are. It's basically both teams come um, with no bullshit. They just come with their with their hearts. They put their hearts on the table and 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 they give their best and may the best man win. And uh, I like this kind of this kind of like dual matches and uh, yeah I mean we lost to them at their their place one of the first matches of the year uh, didn't have like a fully fully healthy or fully I think Borna just came the same day from a challenger on the other side of the country or something like that and we're kind of like getting into like the groove of everything and they they played incredible over there and they really uh, they really kicked us uh, over there their place um, but we managed to do the same um, twice later, once at home and once in the neutral side. Um, so obviously we go to that match uh, confident. Um, we know that uh, this, we're very confident in our singles and doubles. I mean, doubles is always is always tricky. It always can go either way. Um, but yeah, for sure we're, we're ready and we're excited and uh, it's going to be a good one. I have been accused recently by someone in college tennis of trying to stir the pot, so I'm not trying to do that with this question. But in your matchup with Henrik, you know, both have been straight sets. You won the first 7-6-6-4, the second 7-5-7-6. What's it going to take for you? Because obviously in Henrik, you're playing a senior, a guy who's a fellow national champion, and I I watched you guys in that uh, conference tournament. That was an incredible match. Uh, Yeah, uh, Henrik is, is a great player. He's a great competitor. Uh, both matches we had this year um, uh, were tight and uh, could go either way. Um, um, yeah, I, I like I like the matchup. I think um, I think we kind of both know what what we got to do against each other, and uh, I was just able to execute um, better on on both times. And uh, for sure, I hope to do the same uh, on Thursday. 
And you've been candid throughout this interview, so I don't mind asking you this in terms of for you guys. Are the expectations win a national, you know, go to Orlando, come home with that national title? Yeah, of course. Um, it's, uh, for me, it's either you, you, go, you go and you try and achieve that, or it's better not to make the tournament, just go home like two weeks in advance and, and chill uh, on the beach in Tel Aviv. But if we, <laughs> if we already come here and... Uh, uh, we want to we want to win it all for sure. That's what we we're, that's what we're aiming for. That's what we're preparing for. Um, that's what we're talking about. So um, and we obviously have mad respect for for each of the teams that um, reach this level. They're all uh, really great, great teams. Um, but we're confident and and uh, yeah, we, for sure. We, that's what we want to achieve. Well, having traveled to those beaches in Tel Aviv, let me say, you know, Manishma, my friend, I will happily come with you. Uh, as a, in case you, just fun fact for you, I am Jewish, and I have, I have a lot of Hebrew takes that I would love to run you through, uh, but we can save those for another time. Uh, I, I do want to ask you a couple more, and then I promise I will let you go. Uh, is that all right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. So then, on the just some some college tennis things in general, no ad scoring. I want to ask you because you went from pro tennis to the no ad format. Was that an adjustment for you? And what are your thoughts on the format? Uh, yeah, it's an adjustment. Um, it's mostly so adjustment. Um, I mean, you know, the matches are not going to get. Of course, they can get physical, but you know, with no ad scoring, playing three sets like. You're not going to be more than two and a half hours on the singles court, um, but mentally, uh, for sure, you got to adjust because um, everything is very volatile. So, like, you could be you could be upset and and two zero and like really really feel it and really the guy the other guy is like pretty down. But then you know like one or two deuce points and then you know they have their crowd, they have their coaches, they have their teammates supporting them, um, so they're fighting all the time. So. Um, they no one gives up in college tennis, and uh, you know you can you can allow you can allow and you can um, you can give loose points because um, I mean you can be thirty love up, you play two bad points, it's thirty all. I mean then everything anything can happen. So uh, the adjustment mentally is for sure like to be more focused and more uh, more consistent. Yeah, and you look at your teammates, Borna, Petros, obviously uh, Skander's had success on the Pro Tour as well. Do you think the no-ad scoring, given the format, it still uh, leaves college tennis as a viable pathway to the pros? Of course, of course. I think I think the level the level of players, if you look at the top college players, um, the, level, the level is great. And you look on, on what they do uh, in recent years in the Pro Tour, um, it's. I mean, you, you you can just look at the numbers, look at the facts, and you see that um, it works, and it makes you more clutch, and it makes you more uh, more focused, and it makes you uh, better under pressure. So then afterwards, when you play with 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 ad scoring, then I think you feel like you have a margin of error, which is it's easier after. Yeah, and in terms of, uh, and I'm just kind of going around the board now, I, I agree with you. I think, as you mentioned, the results speak for themselves. We've seen so many players go from college to the pros recently. Uh, another team experience you had earlier in your career, Davis Cup. What was it like to suit up for Israel? Uh, for the first time when I did it, I mean, also later, but especially I remember the first time I was, I was playing a top, 25 I think player and I was I don't know 800 and uh, we played on a neutral side because 
in America actually because um, there were were some um, uh, issues in Israel going on. Um, but yeah, I remember that's the first time I had to play for something that was bigger than myself, and uh, obviously hearing the the national anthem at the beginning and uh, gave me goosebumps and just to be a part of the team of a team that some of the guys that were on the team with me are guys that I used to be their ball boy when I was nine or ten years old. So for me, it was an incredible closure and uh, an incredible experience. And uh, yeah, and, and college tennis really reminds me a little bit of, of this whole like team atmosphere and um, and just like team spirit and yeah, for sure, for sure, it, it helps and uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I can only imagine what that's like to get to suit up for your country. I'm obviously incredibly jealous. That's such a cool experience. Um, in terms of preparing your game for the pros, what do you think college tennis has done best for you? You know, is it you mentioned the doubles moving forward, returns, volleys? How does college tennis help your game uh, improve? I think the biggest thing that college tennis has done for me is. First of all, um, kind of like reignite the love for tennis and the love for competing and uh, the love for working hard for for a big goal. Um, so that's that's the main part. Kind of like motivated me back um, to love the ten- the sport that I kind of like stopped enjoying at some point and just teaches you how to compete. Um, in the pro tour, there's a lot of situations where where you give up a little bit too easy or like you're down a set or down a break and you're like, oh, you know what, screw it. Like, there's always next week or like, okay, it's I lost, nothing happens. But here you play for, for something that's so much um, bigger than you and uh, it's so much more fun and so much people care also. You play on, on the Futures Tour, like no one really cares besides your parents or something like um, sometimes they don't even know that you're like playing. <laughs> so, so, and then you come to a place where like your teammates, your coaches, the staff, the school, your classmates, uh, professors, um, everyone cares. Um, and yeah, and that, that makes you compete and, uh, that competing wins matches at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing, I think. You talk about competition, one of the most enjoyable parts of college tennis, that team atmosphere. All of these athletes clearly want to win for their team so badly. It's an interesting topic, but the idea of, you know, hooking being pronounced throughout matches in college tennis not something that's controversial at this point i am curious and i'm I'm trying to ask all of these players now playing do you think there is a serious hooking problem in college matches um i mean you've seen some videos um running around online about um certain calls um i mean first of all i think it's not as bad as in the pro circuit because i think if you play in a in a future with a with a chair empire that can barely see they make more mistakes and they affect the game more than uh when kind of like players and um make their own calls so i think on the pro tour at least on a future level when you have only uh, a chair empire that's usually not a high level chair empire um then then you have more trouble in the in the pro tour in terms of if it's a problem, I mean, 
yeah, I guess, but there's not much you can do. You can never tell if the guy really hooks. You can never tell if the guy really, that's what he saw. Um, but the rules are the rules, and um, I think the rules are good in terms of like those three overrules. Sometimes you can get overruled um, when you deserve it. Sometimes it's happened when you don't deserve it. Um, I think it's uh, it's not it's not ideal, but it can for sure be much worse. I agree with you. I also think the level of tennis just so high between all of you guys. You know, you and Henrik are hitting the ball a hundred plus miles an hour, and you're going to see a close call, and it's going to be a fast shot, and sometimes you're just going to miss it. Like that happens. Uh, so I I completely agree with you. I think it gets overblown that there's all these live streams now. You see these examples, but. It's really not as bad as you say. Um, all right, there's one more thing I want to do before we end. That is a rapid-fire segment I like to do with all of our guests, run you through some questions about your teammates, some questions about you. That sounds good? Yeah, sounds good. All right, cool. West off, if you could. Give me the rapid-fire sound effect, please. All right, we'll start with your teammates, Bar. Your favorite practice partner at Wake Forest. Ah, uh, that's so tough. Uh, Petros. <laughs> <laughs> sucking up to the doubles partner bold move uh on the theme of hooking the teammate that's most likely to hook you to try and get under your skin uh julian's been <laughs> i like it uh funniest teammate funniest teammates wow we got a lot um i'm gonna go with uh either uh patrick kennedy uh Rezart Sungu. Petros, uh, we got, I don't know, we got a really funny team. We got a lot of funny guys. <laughs> Is that, that's part of the joy? You guys are always joking around? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, best to get dinner with? Best to get dinner with? Uh, Charlie Perry. <laughs> uh, how about best to go out with? Best to go out with? Uh, Alan Gadjir. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Um, but all right, let, let me think another one. Um, how about on the theme just for you, Petros? Favorite city in the world? A favorite city in the world, Tel Aviv. Yeah, favorite non-tennis athlete. Non-tennis athlete, uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, stupid tennis question, but because you have a one-handed backhand, do you think people pick on it or try to at least? I think they do. Even when I see someone with one hand with a one-handed, I'm like, this guy gotta have like a crappy backhand, so I might as well like play there and see how it goes but you know sometimes these guys can surprise us <laughs> do you feel like it's an advantage to you you know knowing what they want to do uh yeah yeah but uh yeah i do yeah i guess that's not really a rapid fire question okay on the wake forest theme and i say this lovingly but you are older than a lot of your roster that's true. what is the moment you felt the oldest during a practice or like a team flight I don't know, but I I, th- I think at the beginning of the year when like you gotta sign all these like uh, um, health insurance stuff and they bring everyone and everyone's like, what's your date of birth? Like ninety nine, two thousand, <laughs> and then I go ninety four, and then oh, and also the fact that like our volunteer assistant is just a year older than me. That also feels kind of. I feel like Sid Banthia doesn't have to shave yet. Sid Banthia doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have to shave yet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. All right, how about favorite meal for you? In uh, in general? Yeah. Uh, steak dinner. Oh, just the classic? Just, uh, if if we go home, then maybe like a plate of hummus, but steak dinner, we'll just keep it like kind of solid. Uh, I love it. What's your go-to warm-up song? Go-to warm-up song? Um, I think ours right now is the is Goosebumps by Travis Scott. <laughs> 
I like that. I like that idea. If I mean, that's another reason to pull for Wake Forest. All right, my last question for you, Barr, and again, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, what is it going to take for you guys to not only beat Virginia this week, uh, you know, this weekend, but for you to go all the way defend your title? Um, work together as a team. People that play, people that don't play. Um, each person has to play his, his role and give 100%. Uh, compete ourselves on the court and then we can live with the results and I bet that if we do all the right things the results uh, would be good Awesome, well Bar, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Craig Universe Thank you, podcast. I had a great time, thank you Yeah, we really appreciate it, good luck to you the Demon Deacons this weekend, we'll be staying tuned Thank you, thank you See you Yeah, alright, take care Bye bye